Sure, I am Jeannie Walden, and during the day, I'm the Chief Innovation and Marketing Officer for Daily Pay. We're changing the way that pay works, and it's pretty fantastic because it allows us to really work with employees and employers all the time. I also have a podcast show called Stepping Up, where I inspire everybody to be incredible because they should be and do it while wearing amazing shoes. There you go. <laughs> what are your favorite shoes <laughs> well I, yeah i i can show you the shoes i have on now after we're done with the podcast they're pretty amazing. i just you know, wait wait how is shoes part of the i don't understand how is that with the theme stepping, I, I gotta, up. Lord, <laughs> stepping up stepping, stepping up so you know, okay, stepping stepping up. Okay. and if you're gonna do okay. it you should do it you should do it beautifully so there you go <laughs> I love it. I, I was going to start us off, Jeannie, by sharing with you a, what we call positive interventions. These are actual exercises that we do to get people happier at work. And everyone has been so tired of a Zoom call that what we start out with is an exercise, is an experiment that Tessa and I retrofitted uh, called Three Good Things, where we basically go around the Zoom room and we just share one good thing that's happened in the last week. And we just do it three times and it sets this tone of positivity and people become more creative. So I'm going to ask Tessa to start. Jack will go next. I'll be third. I didn't prepare for I, oh, This is tough. This is It's like a speed round. Let's go. Go, Tessa. You got, go. You got a whole week. Tessa, what was the best thing in your week? Uh, let's, oh gosh. The best thing in my week was that our MBAs had their final competition with, uh, General Mills, where they had to present their, their business solutions to a challenge that General Mills, uh, proposed to them. And it was a really great event. The MBAs did great. So that was, that was the best thing in my week. Great. Jack, how about you? I, you know what? I'm stuck. I, I think the best time of the week is right here, right now. I'm a Zen guy. I'm the, like a Zen Buddhist. So I, I'm in the here and now. So I would, what a cop-out answer on my part that having Jeannie here and having this conversation is the best part of the, of the week. Beautiful. For me, I would say uh, my puppy Penny got me to meet someone at Education First, which gave me a speaking gig in Italy. So let's thank the puppy for that. Nice. <laughs> right. Como? Are you going to Como, Naples? Where? I don't know. They just, it's going to be one of these college things where they do like a, a study abroad opportunity and they need professors to, to populate it. So looks like Italy's on the list. Fantastic. So, so you know what's so interesting about that, Mike, is that I say this to my kids, you know, it's like an object in motion stays in motion and you have to kind of always put yourself out there, network, get in front of people, be gregarious, because you don't know where that lead is going to come. You know, it could be the most bizarre thing, like, yeah, somebody sees your dog, you strike up a conversation, and now you're going to Italy or, and talking. But that how it's bizarre, but lot, like, have you guys noticed that, that that's how it seems to work? Talk to everybody. There, you right? know, Jeannie, how this podcast started was Tessa and I were doing the Harvard class, and then Jack just happened to write an article in Forbes that was literally like about our class. And I've never written a journalist before, but it was so spot on. I wrote him and I said, that was just really great. Like we drink the same Kool-Aid. And then I asked him if he wanted to be a guest speaker and then he did and he loved it. And then I realized, oh, he doesn't see people who are reading his things. He doesn't see the people, yeah. Yeah. but in a class he does. And I was like, hey, do you want to do more of this? And he's like, yeah, you want to do a podcast? And we're like, Okay, it's, that's how it happened. Uh, it's amazing. That's amazing. 
how is what's uh, the best thing for your week, Jeannie? Well, you know, if if we're gonna stick on the on the tone of inspiration, the best thing is. Um, I did a speaking engagement with our client from McDonald's, and I believe that no vendor should take up time in a speaking engagement. So we just were promoting her and why she chose to use daily pay. And out of that, I received an unsolicited LinkedIn invitation from a woman who's been in sales in a completely different industry for 20 years that had hit a wall trying to sell something into McDonald's, but was able to use my techniques of interviewing McDonald's on the conversation with Gartner to get a successful sale with McDonald's. And she was writing to thank me for inspiring her, giving her a way to approach a problem differently. And that was a pretty fabulous LinkedIn message to receive. Excellent, excellent. That's that's a wonderful that's way to a, start off. And that's just a great way of saying, hey, one, leads to you do something it leads to something it leads to something and it's all mutually beneficial which is it's you know, i see my i should have got my son to be here to listen to this so because i see i'm not the only one who's saying this stuff you know? i tell my students talk to everybody you have no idea who knows somebody so i talk to all my uber drivers i like interview yes. them what's it like to be there and uh i get some cool favors you know like once i, I lost my phone in the car and they brought it back to me and I'm like, I'm glad I was nice. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, absolutely. But now, Jeannie, do you want to kind of share a little bit, you know, a little more about what you do and how, I think it's really helpful for people and employees, how your, your whole company operates? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it starts out with this question. Why do you have to wait two weeks to get paid? I mean, you work every day. You make money every day. Why does the company get to keep it? So in 2016, our founder, Jason Lee, decided to create a company that looked at not just solving this problem, but looking at the entire financial system. And what he realized is the way that money moves throughout our financial system is pretty crazy. And over the years, we've created all these invisible rules about money, like payday has to be once a week or every other week or once a month. And with technology today, why do you have to have such a long waiting period, especially when your bills never align up with when you get paid? You know, you, you never start a job. They don't interview you and say, hey, when's your electric bill due? OK, we'll pay you on the 11th so you can make sure that your rent is in on time. So, you know, he started with pay. And what we've done is we've created this technology that integrates seamlessly and for no cost with employers. So it enables two things. And if we were going around the room another time, I would say the second greatest thing that happened this week is the first thing that it enables is it enables people to see how much money they're earning as they work. It's the first time there's been this thing called pay transparency. Because if you're an hourly employee, especially, how do you know if it's time and a half, double time, did you make $173 today or $410? Was there a shift differential? So we created this thing called the pay balance. And the daily pay balance literally lets you look and watch your earnings increase as you work. It's the opposite of your checking account balance. It goes down between now and your next payday. And yesterday, we were just announced as Time Magazine's one of the inventions of, greatest inventions of 2021. 
which is incredible. Wait, weren't you specifically named in that? Because I could have sworn I got hit like on a LinkedIn post where. No, that was, I was named as one of the top 100 business transformers specifically in the world around money. Um, But yeah, no, this was Time Magazine calling us, calling daily, the daily pay balance one of the best inventions of 20 that's great yeah next to like covid vaccines like it's it's actually (laughs) amazing but so so the first thing we do is we let people have transparency in how much money they're making so they can make smarter financial decisions do i need to work more can i afford to bring pizza home and surprise the kids but even more than that we also allow people to take money out as they work so they've already earned it not alone before the scheduled payday, if they need it to pay a bill, take care of something or get ahead of something, which enables most employees to save about $1,200 a year in late fees, overdraft fees and high interest credit card rates and definitely allows over 91% of people to never use a payday loan again, which is pretty fabulous. And so uh, our company enables that to happen. And then we are extending it throughout the rest of the ecosystem so that we can find other ways to make money move in, in much smarter ways. But, but right now we're focused on this thing called daily pay and it, it's pretty cool. And Jenny, this, it's a great idea. And I'm curious uh, the impact that this has on the employees regarding their, their liking working at the workplace. Has this impacted their ability to say, I like being here. Am I more productive, more engaged? Uh, do I want to stay at that company longer? Yes. What impact has it had? So the impact is absolutely incredible. So we run uh, net promoter scores or, or surveys for all of the employees within organizations that, that, use, that use daily pay. And we found some pretty incredible results. Number one, we find an average 78% increase in job satisfaction. So what that turns into is employees staying up to 72% longer at the company that they work for. <laughs> Partly because they're less stressed about money. It's very transparent. They can see what they're earning. They can understand what bills are coming up. They can make smart choices. It also makes a huge difference when, as a manager, you're asking an employee to pick up an extra shift. Because if you think about it, you know, before, it's your work organization asking you to give up your free time to do something that helps their company. But now, it has a personal value to it. It's very relevant. Now, what it means is ice cream for the kids when you get home, if you pick up that extra shift, early savings for that vacation that you want to take, or maybe even that new great pair of shoes, possibly a better refinance rate on your car payment or your house. Like it, it, it takes pay and it makes it personal. And we love that employers love it too. So reduction in turnover saves them hundreds of millions of dollars a year. The satisfaction rates go up to the point where we just caught up the presses, I think two days ago, got a stat from our data science team that said the average person at a company that uses daily pay gets a 10% increase within the first five months they're with the company. Now, it's possible that that could be because uh, you know, they're doing such a great job. It's possible because they're picking up more shifts. They companies see 100% time clock or, you know, punch cards. 
um, efficiency, because obviously if you can see throughout the day how much you're earning, definitely you're going to clock in on time and you're going to clock out, you know, on time to make sure that it's accurate, which is typically one of the characteristics that you'll see people slacking off on when they're becoming unhappy at an organization. When they stop tracking their time, punching in and out, when they're a little lax with it, you know, they're losing interest in the organization because they just really don't care. And it's a sign that somebody might be disgruntled or looking to leave. So keeping people on time, I think really helps with the overall morale. It also reduces mental stress. You know, financial challenges are one of the leading factors in mental stress. So when you can reduce the financial anxiety by giving them that pay transparency and giving them ways to solve without getting deeper into debt, then you've got a happier worker who provides better customer service to their, to their staff too. So that's that's great. That's fantastic. Hey, Tessa, you know what? If, if you could ask a question, but I'm such a bad host. We, you, I really did introduce you and Michael properly. So maybe when you ask, you know, you can kind of share who you are, what you do, and sure. you can brag Hi. a little bit about your upcoming book, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hi, Jeannie. Um, so I actually have done a lot of uh, research looking at women's entrepreneurship in particular and uh, teach at Hull International Business School but as well as Harvard, um, the professional development program. And primarily, you know, we have a lot of women. Our uh, undergraduate degree has, I think it's about 40% women. And our master's in international marketing program actually has 60% women in it. And, um, and we're seeing more and more women who are enrolling in our, our finance and business analytics degrees as well. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I just think your career is fascinating as far as a woman in fintech and, and really being in this innovation role. And I just was wondering if you could speak a little bit about your own experience rising in, the, in an industry that predominantly hasn't had a lot of women, you know, has predominantly had men. And um, as a woman, how have you been able to kind of create that balance and, and you know, with family and everything else? Um, I also think that this is really important as it relates to uh, the she session that we're hearing about uh, in relation to COVID-19. And, and again, women, you know, balancing kids being at home and the career and all of that. So we'd just love to get your perspective uh, on that piece and, and hear more about your own career. Yeah, for sure. And, and thanks for asking those. I, I have two answers, one that's related to me and one that's related to daily pace. So don't let me forget the second one. So, so my career is really crazy. My master's is in teaching. I wanted to be an elementary school teacher and work with autistic kids. I really felt that especially with younger children, there was a need to communicate much more effectively to help them build a lifelong interest in learning so that they would stay actively engaged, especially anywhere on the spectrum with autism. And what I loved was I got a minor in sign language. And a minor in sign language, I don't know if you all have one or speak sign language, but when you learn sign language, you have to learn to express everything in a picture and a story. And it's very different than speaking directly in a sentence to people where you start out with a noun and then a verb, maybe an adjective, adverbs, you know, thrown in there. You actually start with the time, today, tomorrow, yesterday. You start with the location, you start with the action, and then you start, and then you end with the urgency. So you have to learn how to interpret while you're talking and, and make it visually appealing. When I went into teaching, 
there were no teaching jobs, none, as in zero. I lived in Pittsburgh and we were all waiting for teachers to retire. Uh, so I got a job at JCPenney as a customer service rep and I was making $5 an hour. So I'm a pretty competitive person and I started to win the competitions for best service just because I figured out a master's degree in teaching, I might as well put it to good use somehow, and ended up with a, my first opportunity in business. It really came from just my passion to do a good job and performance in the company. It was very, very young, and I didn't know anything about business, but I realized that it pays a lot more than teaching did. And really, especially in a call center and a collection center, you are spending your time inspiring and teaching other people to break through barriers and get to solutions. They're just a little bit older than the kids in the classroom that I was trained to teach. And so I just fell in love with the world of business and spent seven years at JCPenney, continued to grow through the ranks. And I did it, Michael, to your earlier point, by talking to everyone. Not because I was trying to make a power play. I literally had no idea what I was doing. I was just a very curious person and I wanted to learn more so I could do a better job. So I have this opportunity at the corporate office of JCPenney to speak to the board of directors because my job at this point is called customer relations director. My job is if you're so angry with any piece of service from JCPenney, you are going to call the CEO. My job is to get you to not call the CEO. Now, what's a very transactional operational job, I just didn't think made any sense. So I started to find out, are there certain trends when we get a lot of calls? Are there certain times when, when things happen? And I realized that when there's a full moon, we saw a huge spike in calls. I'm asked to present to the board of directors at JCPenney. Now, again, I'm so young, I don't know what that means. My dad was an executive at Children's Hospital. My dad was pretty nerdy. And so I just figured it was a room full of my nerdy dads and I just had to tell them my crazy ideas. Wouldn't you know, out of this, <laughs> I'm like the youngest person at JCPenney that has an opportunity to speak to the board. I get offered a significant opportunity that I turned down because the internet had just started and there was this thing called email and people were sending messages inbound to companies and for the first time ever sharing their feelings with companies that they couldn't do in person. Like when the poor woman on her wedding day went to get her hair fixed at the salon and they accidentally waxed off her eyebrow. You know, that's not a conversation that you can truly have in, in, uh, in front of a person, but you can certainly share your feelings externally. I built a program around how to leverage inbound emails to look for um, just personality traits. And I ended up getting recruited by the first ad agency worldwide to start an email marketing division. And here I ended up as an executive in the ad agency world, knowing nothing about it, moving to New York and ending up spending 20 years here. But I've always followed technology. I've always followed passion. And I was the global chief marketing officer for about four years at Mercer, where I was focusing on many issues around HR and consulting. And we launched a program around uh, financial wellness and it was a complete disaster every aspect of the program just one of those things where good intentions gone bad we made the wrong decisions when I got called by a recruiter for this role and I thought I'd be nice 
and meet with the CEO and help a, a young startup out by telling them what not to do. Here I am, three years later, I was the first C-suite brought into daily pay, uh, especially as a female. I took that very seriously, breaking a lot of walls and ceilings in the fintech space, but really doing it through my shared interest in learning and passion and what drives me every day, which is creating and inspiring others. That that is that's amazing. And what I, I love about your story, really going back to the beginning of your story around the sign language and the storytelling. And I think, you know, if you if I were to kind of pull out a theme out of your career, it is that ability to tell a story, whether it's a customer story or to demonstrate that level of empathy um, for, for what the customer is feeling, and then be able to tell that story to the board or to whoever it was that that you were working with at the time. You, I don't want to let you forget. So how does this relate also to daily pay in the she session? What have you found on that front? So, you know, from, from daily pay, one of the things that we found is that um, interestingly, so we're in a really fortunate position at daily pay because in order for us to do our job, we have to get all the files from companies about earnings, about salaries, about other insights, which includes how many hours does somebody work on what days and other information. So we started to see trends from a DE&I perspective. And we started to see that with many companies that have shift workers, it's often the terrible shifts that nobody wants that end at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning that are being taken by women, typically mothers who have young children in the home because their spouse has a job during the day and they need to be home to take care of the kids. So they're taking these jobs to help contribute to the household. And from that perspective, you know, it puts them in a really tough spot because they're being challenged, A, going to work very late, they're very tired, but B, when they get off of their shift at night, two, three in the morning, there's not many stores open, there's not a lot of places where they can get access to their money, so if they're doing the grocery shopping on the way home, so they don't interrupt the family in the morning or can't leave during the day, they really need to have options, and so it's been something that we continuously look into as far as how can companies learn just from trends and patterns around earnings to create a better atmosphere and more opportunities for females in the workplace, especially mothers. And you know, I've spoken about for many years, but you lose so many working moms in their 30s who for a variety of reasons leave the workforce. And then when it's time to return, they're just afraid they've missed too much. And that's so unfortunate and such an opportunity for all of us to step up and, and, and really like help our community, help other women and, and network. And so the organizations like Dress for Success in those places are, are so powerful when it comes to just anything related to what's going on with COVID, she sessions and, and just the workforce in general. And I just, I want to say one quick thing and then I'm going to hand it over to Michael, but um, I, I think what you just brought up too about access to financing and, and credit and, and money for women, you, I used to work in healthcare and I worked on a program specifically that looked at um, why women were becoming chiefs of service. And it's because when they tried to, in their thirties, balance family and work, um, they basically wanted to go with the option of clinical service because they made money versus research and publishing, because, which would have gotten them promoted. And so it's about building those inf that infrastructure that helps support women so that they can 
do both and also uh, be able to uh, rise in the ranks of the organization. But if we don't have the support mechanisms or the infrastructure like daily pay to make funds available and things like that, then, um, you know, a lot of women are really trying to to balance, you know, the, the demands at home as well as having a thriving career. So it's, it's really fascinating. It is fascinating. And you know, um, it, it's interesting because people, but you, you know, when, when you're being interviewed and you get asked the question, who inspires you? What's the woman that most inspires you? My answer is always my daughter. I, I have two girls, uh, one's two, at this point 23 and the other one's 19, but it, it's my 19 year old uh, that inspires me the most. They both are inspirations. It's very interesting. Since my first daughter was born when I was at JCPenney, JCPenney had a daycare in the corporate office. So my children have come to work with me around the globe since they were little. And now they're both grown up. My older one is a very successful professional. She has her own business and her personal training. And my little one is a sophomore at the Citadel. She wants to be in intelligence in the military. Um, She's also adopted from Russia. English was her second language. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot about flexibility around can, is it, is it good to bring your children? Is it an environment where you can bring your children with you if you need to, or if you want to? And also showcasing to kids at an early age, this is what's available to you. These are opportunities. You shouldn't be afraid of them. You should embrace them. You should try everything. You should do everything. And I think, you know, that's a philosophy of how I've always raised my kids is to inspire them, to ask questions, try everything, do everything. And especially when they're younger, the worst thing that can happen is it doesn't work out. You're still young. There's a lot of other mistakes waiting for you to make and you learn from every single one of them. So I think it's it's pretty incredible to be able to have an environment where kids are invited. And we see that, especially around financial education. Uh, there is not a lot of real life financial education for younger children in high school, even. People just don't know. We don't write checks anymore. So they don't, they don't teach that, but they don't even teach how to manage finances or bills or, or set schedules. We live in this on-demand environment. So, you know, they already know how to use Venmo and Uber and DoorDash before, probably before the parents do. But there's so much more opportunity around that to really help educate them financially when they're younger. So Jeannie, uh, thank you for all this. This is great. I wanted to get your your thoughts for my female students who most of them are not Americans. Uh, they have, they've come to the United States. They're from literally 135 different countries and they are interested in finance. They're interested in STEM, you know, these typically male uh, dominated jobs. And they're certainly smart enough to do these jobs. There's no question about that. And they don't even question their own ability to do them. But there is a self-esteem issue of, I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like I'm going to get the job. I'm a woman. I'm not an American. I don't feel like I'm going to be welcomed. What would you say to people who are just doubting themselves to give them the confidence to, to go for it? Because the American dream is available to everyone. And I don't think people should shoot themselves down. But coming from you, you might have some more words to these women that would really give them the confidence that I think they need. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you're challenged with self-confidence, the best thing that I can suggest to you is to start to build a community and network of people where you will realize very quickly 
that everybody feels the same way. It's not just you. And oftentimes that's what holds a lot of women and younger women back. They think they're the only person that feels inadequate. So they certainly don't want to step out and do something. Yet when they're in a community group, whether it's a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group, or you troll LinkedIn and find a couple women that you admire and send a nice note and say, I'd just like to talk to you for 15 minutes. And you hear stories about other women, what they try and what they've gone through. Um, my grandma used to say, if everyone took their dirty laundry outside and put it in the street, they'd look around, pick up their own and take it back inside. Once you hear the stories that other people and the challenges other people are having, you realize that you've got something special. So that's number one is build a network so that you can understand you're not the only person feeling this way. Number two, once you understand that you're not in this alone is to ask for help. I mean, for, for all of us on this call, you know, I, I think it, it's fair to say, we all know that in many cases, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And getting that introduction from somebody who can vouch for you or trust you, even if it's a letter of recommendation, can often make a tremendous amount of difference, especially in today's market where everybody is vying for key positions. That often starts when you're creating networks and, and building mentors and, and other people that can help you. But the third thing is, you know, go watch a movie that you love, make yourself laugh. Because oftentimes when you are stressed out about something, you it clouds your thinking and it puts you into you know, this dwindling effect where you just uh, can't get out of it. So go take a break, do something you love, remind yourself of something that makes you happy. And that refreshes your perspective and gives you oftentimes a different way to approach a situation. Thank you. Uh, I'll hand it back to Jack. Thank you, Cheney. Those yeah. are great. Yeah, that was really that was really inspiring. I love that story. I love how that. And I was taking notes because um, just as a side topic, you know, we were talking about uh, before we went on that Tessa is uh, working. She sh should shortly, hopefully, knock wood, have a book published through the Economist about branding. We were talking about maybe we, uh, you know, by speaking with different people, we could do a, a management book. And then hearing your story, I don't know about you guys, I'm convinced because like, that's a freaking awesome story. I was like taking notes as you're talking because it's like, what, you know, it's like a movie, right? Starting out as a customer service person in Texas and now you're in New York, downtown New York in a nice building in a FinTech company, chief innovative, that's amazing. And, and to, to, for people, and this is one of the things that I think the three of us, how we kind of bonded, because those are the things that really excite us. Like how, how can we share this kind of information with people, you know, and, and, and amplify these voices so that other people say, wait, you know what? If she could do it, now I have the courage, I could do it too. Because sometimes you need to see somebody else and you say, oh, all right, all right, she did it. And she seems like a nice, normal person and she could do it, maybe I could do it too. And give them the courage to go forth and, and go after whatever they want to do. So it's it's really empowering. Thank you. I mean, absolutely. I think I think there's no reason, there's not a single person that can't do anything that they want to. All they need to do is try. And it might not work the first time or the second time or the third or the 25th time, but ultimately you become the inventor and owner of McDonald's. You, you never know where it's going to go or you become the founder of Wendy's and create an incredible adoption program for people. It's it's really just all about the mindset. And the more that you can surround yourself with 
people who can just share their stories. They don't need to be like you. They don't need to be smarter than you. They don't need to be better than you. But just as you both, as you all three of you said at the beginning of this conversation, talk to everybody about everything and doors will open for you. People when you said about them. mindset, did you, did you kind of, when you were younger, starting out, were you kind of secretly thinking, hmm, this is where I want to go to, this is what I want to be, or did it just happen organically, or, or as you moved up, you developed more confidence, and you kept then putting the bar higher? How, how did that work? No, I, I actually never, when I, was, when I was way younger, I wanted to be a cashier, a teacher or a veterinarian. Now there are three very different career paths there. Um, none of them related to each other, except for the fact that they all have to do with helping and inspiring others, whether it's a furry other or a human other, it, it didn't matter. But, you know, as opportunities open for me, I, I, I really truly am driven by inspiring other people. When I can see that light bulb moment, when somebody realizes that they can do more than they thought, when I see them thinking differently, that's what inspires me. And I never intended to be in marketing, but you know, I, I have this philosophy I call air and it is that all messaging should be authentic, inspirational, and most of all, relatable. And if, and, and so somehow from a marketing and branding standpoint, you know, it, it created a unicorn, the 50th unicorn in New York with daily pay and got us named as, you know, time magazines greatest inventions of, of 2021. So, but, you know, truly, I believe that everyone should approach every conversation authentically. You know, my favorite story in networking of all times is a man was hosting a networking party and he was very annoyed by the fact that everyone who came in would, they were their title. So you were not an awesome guy, Jack Kelly. You were Jack Kelly, XYZ for Forbes, and that is who you became. Like you were your title. So he had a networking party where he had people come in and not even put their names. You put down your favorite color, the dream car that you would have if you could have it, and the most favorite place you've gone on vacation. And people just walked around the room and he watched interns speaking to CEOs of companies. He watched business tycoons speaking to you know, people that were entry-level roles. And he saw people connecting on a very authentic and personal basis that ended up with more true, real connections than any other networking event could be. And he ended up telling the story that this networking event was the most effective thing that anyone who attended had ever gone to. And so his events became very popular, but it was really built on not who you work for, but who you are as a person. And I just, I've always believed that and, and I've always also tried to pay it forward. You know, I, I don't know. I just believe that we're all put here on this earth for a short time. And if you can help others be happy in that time frame, you absolutely should because you're here for a reason. Who knows what it is? But if it means helping people, then that's great. That's amazing. Uh, one quick question I have for you, and I love that networking event idea. I think that that's pretty brilliant um, and empowering, but as far as um, the, the you've you've worked at a lot of different types of organizations and you know have held these leadership roles, uh, obviously an incredibly driven and self motivated person. But what are what are one or two things that you do to really inspire your team and to create that you know this podcast is called Happy at Work? How do you create that 
happy at work environment? How do you inspire your team on, on a daily basis? Or are there some practices you do with your team that, that kind of keeps them motivated as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it comes down to two things for me. One is transparency. I'm a super transparent leader. Anybody that hasn't worked for me before and comes to work for me doesn't understand it in the beginning. But I believe that if I'm going to motivate my team, you need my team needs to understand what the strategy is from the very, very tippy top down. Whether they agree with it or not, you know, we are, are all here for business purpose. So everybody needs to understand that where our challenges are, where the opportunities are, because it helps people think differently. If I just told you as a copywriter that it was your job to write a story about Veterans Day, you would have one perspective. If I told you that you know, giving back and hiring veterans was one of the most powerful decisions our company has made because of their soft skills and their leadership skills, would love to encapsulate that in a blog about Veterans Day, you'd write something very different. So that helps motivate people because it makes them feel very connected to the purpose and the mission of the company. And the second thing is unanticipated rewards. So like with all due respect, I learned this when I worked at one of the two large advertising agencies as a marketing trick when give somebody an unanticipated reward at work. When you give your team unanticipated kudos, recognition, it doesn't have to be monetary, a reward, it blows their mind and they feel really appreciated and loyalty. Actually, yesterday I was coming back from a meeting and I saw one of my team members was heading out and he was going to meet another team member for coffee for their catch up. They decided to do a, a walking meeting and I handed him the corporate credit card and I said, why don't you go get a great lunch, you know, at this you know restaurant that's right outside literally did not know what to say to me. And they just kept looking at the card and, you know, this lunch is going to cost what, $50, maybe a hundred dollars if they go crazy. So absolutely worth it to have them go home and tell their friends and family that they're doing such a great job that they got recognized and, and how nice it was. And at the end of the day, you know, like I, I'm like, a, I'm like a world of those like isms, you know, those little statements you hear, you know, everyone's, everyone is being challenged with something that you don't know about. So, you know, advice to my children, not necessarily in the workplace, but when someone's really angry and you don't know why they're probably having a bad day. So instead of just being angry back, trying to appreciate what's happening with them, if someone's having a great day, like why not appreciate that and just give them a little more inspiration. So I really do focus on career development and just transparency and, and letting people know that they could work anywhere. They choose to come here and give us more hours of the day than they're spending with their family in certain cases. And that's really great that they did choose to do that. That's fantastic. That's, that's, now, did you, did, are these things you learned in business school or are these just intuitively, or that's your nature that it just comes out? How, how did you come up with, you know, like, I love that thing where it's just, okay, you know, unintended rewards. That's, it's a simple, but a brilliant concept. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, look, I didn't go to business school. <laughs> I got my master's in teaching. I, I, I guess, uh, you know, when you get an undergrad in psychology and uh, yeah. sign language and, and work with autistic kids and you need to think differently, it just gives you an appreciation. I mean, I, the day that I was teaching two-year-old autistic kids and we were playing hide and seek and it was the first time anyone had played with them because nobody knew sign language before to play with them 
and you see them, their eyes light up when you hide their shoes and they find them. I mean, you're, you're, you have tears in your eyes. It's the most incredible experience ever. Why not bring that to everybody's life? Because there's enough bad stuff. I mean, look at all the bad stuff going on. There's so much bad stuff. We don't need to be reminded of that. Don't worry. You're, you're, it, it will come up somewhere else in your life. <laughs> I do not need to add more to your point. It's almost like as an empathetic person that, you know, and given teaching and dealing with autistic kids and being a parent, it, you, you kind of have that intuitive sense. Well, if there were my kids in the office, what would I want to do for them so they could appreciate it? And, and then just do it it's, instead of going through some textbook. Okay, here, I'm supposed to do this or I'm supposed to do that. I don't know about and, that, Jack. I think, I think people that I work for have better than I treat my kids if they were in the <laughs> office, but uh, <laughs> I would be much harder on them. Um, you know, no, but you know, look, I, look, I do absolutely. People will tell you uh, I, I'm one of the toughest people to work for because I, if I hire you, I know you're smart. I know you're way smarter than you think you are. I'm hiring you because I know I know you can do this job and better than I can. I always hire people smarter than you. So my expectation, my baseline is you're going to get the job done. The rest of it is just about making it a great experience and helping you unlock the rest of your potential. Uh, but I, what I do love is most people follow me from job to job to job to job, which is which is great to have people that have worked with me over 15, 20 years across four different industries. You know, I started my own wearable tech company at one point. I was making smart rings and jewelry for women. I mean, it's like I've done all, I've done all these crazy things and, and people, you know, just, just love the crazy experience. That's a good sign because someone who's been <laughs> recruiting for like 20 plus years, it's very rare that someone will follow a, a, a boss to other places. More often than not, they're running away from that boss. Or yeah. they're they're resigning in the Great Resignation. It's, it's a, that's a very rare thing to happen. So it's yeah. it's really unique. What do they say? People don't leave jobs; they leave they leave bad bosses. Yeah. So so this is all so optimistic. I want to leave on a really good high note. But before any anything else that you're planning that you're doing that you know you like to share at Daily Pay, any new kind of cool, exciting. We're always cool. using cool, exciting stuff. Yeah, there's always cool and exciting yeah. tools. I think, you know, we're we're really focused on it. It's being able to access your pay as you earn it is not new because we did it before World War II. And then the government wanted to institute things like payroll taxes to help get the economy on track. It's new to us, just like, you know, fashion from the 80s is new to our kids and it's even though it's not really new um, so so this is this is something that is a new concept that's so positive you don't need a payday loan you can use your own money to pay a bill that we're doing a lot of education right now and really just getting the word out that when you go to work it means you're creating happiness for yourself and your family. And there's ways to do it that, that keep you out of debt and give you the opportunity to create a good future. Um, we've got a lot of tools and features that are coming out. We've got some big announcements coming out next year that we're excited about. There's just a, a lot, a lot coming down the road, but I do want to give you one more happy at work idea because okay. in, in a conversation it. that I had with um, the Gosh, I think she was the chief diversity officer from Aramark. She said that they have a lot of ERGs, the employee resource groups, and they get so much engagement out of these ERGs that they, in this crazy labor market trying to hire, they changed their bonus program from just giving you 
Tessa a bonus when you recommend somebody that comes and works for the company, but they give you a personal bonus and then they match it and give that ERG, the group that you belong to, the same bonus to create funds that that ERG can use to do community programs and initiatives. And I think that is an incredible way to inspire people that come to work every day at other size companies that are working in those communities and ERGs that they feel comfortable with. So I wanted to leave that tip because I always love sharing great tips that I hear from other people too. That's, that's brilliant. That's fantastic. Excellent. Well, Mike, did you have, it looked like you had, did you had something else to add? I was going to say, Jeannie, my, my specialty when I, when I started at Harvard, uh, I've been there for about 10 years, but my, my latest class that I'm teaching with Tessa is the positive workplace. So we're basically teaching people how to be happy at work and people really need it right now. And what we do is uh, I got a master's in positive psych at Penn and, and so they use the fancy words. So we have things called positive interventions, which are actual tools that you can use to help people be happier at work, which is the one that we used before we started the podcast about you know, three good things going around the room. And you've given us some really great actionable things that yeah. are common sense, they make sense, they've actually worked for your organization. And this is what we love about the show is that we just wanna share the information with people who are watching the show. And you just gave us a treasure chest and I just wanna say I'm grateful for that. We really appreciate oh, it. Yeah, thank right. you. This is anytime, awesome. Anytime. I'll, I'll, I'll you know what? We'll, we'll take you up on it. You know what, Jeannie, what might be cool is because you said, you know, you have things in the work, you know, maybe let's say six from six months or so from now. And let's say you have some new development, new thing coming up, you know, you could come back on and, and, and we can keep in touch and say, hey, here's what's going on now. Here's what's happening. So yeah. this way we can follow it. And it's, it's always fun to see that because I do that with the writing. Sometimes I'll speak to somebody or with recruiting and you see their career development. It's so much fun to catch up and then just see the progression and what's happening, the wins, the losses, the in-betweens. And, and I think that would be awesome because it sounds yeah, like you guys, absolutely. 50, top 50 FinTech, that's freaking awesome. And McDonald's, yeah. I caught that at the beginning. That's, that's huge. McDonald's, McDonald's Kroger, Target, DLK, Dale Pay, uh, Hilton, Dick's Sporting Goods, Big Lots, you name it. That's you name wow. it. We're, we're, we got it. We got it. Oh, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty, pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Well, yeah, so uh, here, Mike and Tessa, I'll leave you with one more fun thing if you want to do stuff on Zoom. Is um, our favorite thing to do at Zoom and the marketing team is we do Zoom scavenger hunts. And this is a throwback for anyone who is the same age as I am for, you know, the show where you had to, where the guy would run around and say, who's got lipstick in their purse for $10? Oh, what show? Wait, what show is that? I, I, see, I remember that. I, I can't remember the name of it right now, but you I do remember that as well. <laughs> I remember that concept, but. So, so we, we give points. So, so we'll have a Zoom scavenger hunt, literally who, who can show me a paperclip one point? Who can, who can lift their leg up to show me the pajamas that they're wearing? And then you see everyone stands up and they're dressed nicely in the top with pajamas on the bottom. Uh, you can put some crazy ideas in there. Who, who can pick up a pet right now? And, and then you see all the fake backgrounds disappear as a cat shows up. Or <laughs> they have a child in the house for this call. So you can really have a lot of fun with that. And that tends to get everybody laughing. Well, I love all these tips. And you know, at the end of the day, you're humanizing this whole experience, crazy experience that we are all going through with the pandemic and working from home and transitioning back to the office. It's just, 
is just keeping it real and uh, authentic, as you said. So um, I have to say, honestly, I've loved this conversation. Jeannie, you are, you are air, you are authentic, inspiring, and very relatable. And I really appreciate our time with you today. It was, it was wonderful. It is an honor well, to have Thank you so much. All three of you. Thank you so Excellent. much. Thank you. And we'll stay in touch. Okay. And just for the record, just I, I texted this morning. Didn't I say, I think you're going to like her. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm right? like I meeting someone so again I, I with you I so I can like connect her. you with, uh, I want you to come speak to all our women students. I think you're very oh, inspiring. That would be cool. That's it. Yeah. Just let That's me for know. Simmons, right? For, for, for that. Oh, class, no, that, I was thinking at Halt, actually. Oh. Yeah. Just all our women business. Cause I think today's gen, and I think we're probably officially off off air now, but um, with our um, I, today's generation, they're, they're just so planned. And I think that, you know, they don't want to just jump into it and see what happens. And I, I've always said the same thing, I think, similar to what you've done in your career, Jeannie, which I'm like, just get out there and get a job, like yeah. just start. Yeah. Because it's once you start that you figure out uh, what you like, what you don't like, and what you want to do next, and it'll take you different paths. I mean, I've certainly had a very similar career over the past 25 years, so um, I just, I think it's very inspiring, your story, and you don't have to have the big business degree or, or whatnot to, to be a leader in fintech or marketing or any of these roles. It's just really about getting out there and telling your story. Yeah, it, it really is, and I think, you know, you should just try everything, because even, I mean, even when you get in your 40s and your 50s and you have a family, there's always opportunities out there. What, what do they say on, um, you know, when, what, um, oh my God, I can't think of the movie, but, you know, what they, it's the one that comes out every Thanksgiving in Austria, The Sound of Music. In the sound oh, yeah. Of music, right? <laughs> if God shuts a door, he opens a window. So there you go. Like, there's always something, and, and my mom always said, you know, if something bad happens, it's just because someone's making way for something even better. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you got to have faith and, and it'll all work out. Like, who knows? At least that or I'm crazy and just- That's a great attitude. That's a fantastic <laughs> attitude. That's awesome. Yeah, it was so great. Well, wonderful. thank you so much. I really appreciate coming out. I think this is great. And, and, yeah. and I appreciate it so much. And it's, 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 this is exactly what we try to achieve. So it's, it was perfect. Jenny, we'll see you in a few well, months. We'll do a catch up okay. another round table and- Thanks for spending your day Thank with you us. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Take care. Have a good Bye -bye. day. Bye. Bye. Bye.